Hello and welcome to A Face for Audio with me, Imogen Church, voice actress extraordinaire. I basically speak words out loud into a microphone for a living. Uh, for my own amusement, I thought I might share my experiences with you of my rather strange job. If you happen to be amused along the way, then I'm afraid it's purely coincidental and I am in no way to be held responsible. This audio berry is all about how it began. How I got to the place where I could sit in a small box and read a story out loud and someone would pay me. Which I still think is hilarious. When I was younger, I wanted to be a fashion designer, which seemed a very sensible career. But somewhere along the way, I became clearly torrentially insecure and decided I'd rather be an actress. I went to drama school and was brutally whipped until I could speak iambic pentameter without sounding like a nonce. And then I went out into the world of acting and, aside from the odd job, realised that I was too tall, too curvy, too freckly, too posh, too common, too big of hair, too weird to really fit. And my face didn't fit at all. So I started writing as an alternative and I loved it. I'm kind of a hermit crab in my nature, so it suited me far more than trying to look attractive and be on point and chatty and go to parties and network and all that jazz. So I went into writing, but there was still that part of me that loved being silly and telling stories and, frankly, manipulating people's emotions with only the power of my voice. So... I thought one day, well, I love books, I love reading and writing, maybe I could use my voice and read books out loud. So I got in touch with the RNIB, the Royal National Institute for the Blind, and said, hello, please may I read some books out loud? And they said, hmm, come in and do an audition. So I came in and I read a bit from a kid's book that I liked, and the person I was auditioning for said to me, now, Imogen, what else do you do with your life? And here I need to take a little step back to something I haven't told you yet, which is when I was a jobbing actress and writing for fun and uh, enjoying myself in London, because I wasn't working very much as an actress, I thought, oh, what can I do that would entertain me? So, obviously, I became a burlesque dancer. I used to put together these routines that were a mixture of comic poetry followed by vintage striptease. And it was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. And apparently people watching it loved it because I got loads of work. And then we jumped back to the day I was in with the RNIB and they were auditioning me. And I happened to mention this. And lovely Rupert, who was auditioning me, said, oh, a burlesque dancer? And I said, yes. And he said, oh, do you think you would mind reading erotica? And I laughed, a hearty laugh, and said, of course not. I am not a prude. And from then on, I got tons of work. My first job arrived for the RNIB, which was a Mills and Boone, a historical romance called The Conqueror's Lady. And it turned out that I could read sexy, naughty stuff without making fun of it, without making too many mistakes, and without judging it, because why would I? Everyone needs to get off. And so I kept getting more and more work, 
more and more sexy, naughty books. However, the subject of the naughty books I'm going to come back to in the next audio berry, uh, because it will take probably not one, maybe not two, possibly three audio berries to fully inform you of what it's like to read audio porn. Needless to say, I was getting lots of lovely work reading naughty books for the blind, which I loved. But at this point, fate was conspiring against me to give me a career. Because at this point, Fifty Shades of Grey was published and the world went crazy for sex. All of the big publishers suddenly went, Oh, hang on, Oh, we should be publishing naughty things. But most respectable actors and actresses wouldn't touch it. So they would phone up the RNIB and say, Oh, you do naughty things. Who should I get to read them? And they said, Oh, Imogen. And so suddenly the big publishers were coming to me for commercial jobs and saying, Can you read this really quite filthy book? And I would say, well, Of course. And from there it went on. Once I was in with the big publishers, I would say things like, you do know I can read other things. And they would say, oh, really? Because you're quite efficient. And I would go, yes. And they would give me other books. And then I found my way into thrillers. And then I found my way into comedy. And then I found my way into self-help books, which wasn't as fun, but it was still interesting. And from there on, I finally, finally managed to pay all my bills with my questionable acting talents. And the best bit was... No one got to see my face, and that made me very happy, because really, now I've grown up, I can't think of anything worse than walking down the street and being harassed. Plus, I get to dye my hair weird shades and I get to get tattoos, which makes me very happy, but that's another audio berry to come. For now, I shall shut my professional mouth and say thank you for listening, and hopefully you'll listen again, because next time we're going to talk dirty. Thank you. Goodbye.